Welcome to the Inspire Mom Life Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Vitakovic, and here you'll find simple yet effective strategies to help you finally get out of your own way and achieve all those big and small goals that you've been dreaming about. Because this is it, my friend. When it comes to life, there is no rewind or pause button that exists. They say that the way that you spend your days is the way that you spend your life. So my one and only goal here is to help you stop wasting your time, stop holding yourself back, stop experiencing non-stop negative mind chatter, stop just dreaming without doing, and instead, start living life with more purpose, courage, focus, and intention. So if you're with me here today, it's time to get off the hamster wheel for good, put your hands back on that steering wheel, and finally start living life in a way that you won't later regret. So are you ready to join me in creating an inspiring life for yourself? If so, let's dive on in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Inspiring Mom Life Podcast. This is your host, Francis Vitakovic, and today we're going to be chatting about famous psychological experiments. So 30 years ago, like this year, I was a second year psych student, and I have to say, like one of my favorite things that I love learning about were all those psychological experiments that were carried out over the years, over the past decades, that helped us understand why humans do the things that they do. And I chat to you a lot about, you know, helping you achieve your goals, helping you live a life that is inspiring to you. And I feel like truly do believe that one of the best ways that you can achieve that with more ease is by understanding the way that your human brain works. And I know I share a lot of information with you here on this podcast, especially like after over 400 episodes. But honestly, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I hope just by sharing like 10 really famous psychological studies that this is going to spark your curiosity and encourage you to go out there and keep on learning more about why humans do the things that we do. Okay, so the first experiment that I want to share with you, and I probably should note here, like you probably heard of quite a few of these, but there's a good chance that you may not have heard of all of them. So just stick with me and listen. So psychological experiment number one, probably the most famous one out of all of them is the Stanford Prison Experiment, which was done back in 1971. I remember when I heard about this one, my mouth just went like, oh my gosh, like did this really happen? Yes, it did. It was one of the most infamous studies in psychology. And I'm going to do my best to summarize the finding. But what it aimed to do was investigate the psychological effects of perceived power and authority in a simulated prison environment. So in this study, they randomly assigned these participants. They could either be a role of a guard or a prison, and they were in this simulated prison setting. And in the end, they had to actually terminate the experiment after only six days. I think it was a planned two-week duration, but there was such extreme psychological distress experienced by the participants because what they ended up finding was that the participants who assigned the role of a guard, they ended up exhibiting such abusive and authoritarian behaviors. And those that were in the prisoner role showed signs of extreme stress, obviously. And it was so weird to take, to see them take on that role, but to such extreme extent. The second experiment that I want to share with you is the Little Albert experiment. This one was done in 1920. So this one aimed to demonstrate classical conditioning by conditioning a fear response in an infant named Albert. And you're probably going to guess like most of these experiments would never, ever, ever happen today. So in this experiment, this little infant named Albert was exposed to a white rat, a rabbit, a dog, and other stimuli, all which initially elicited zero fear. Okay, so he wasn't scared of those things to begin with. But when the researchers paired the presentation of the white rat with a loud, startling noise, after multiple pairings, Albert developed that fear response, not only to the rat, but to other stimuli as well. And so the findings of this experiment just demonstrates that a lot of emotional responses, especially fear or specifically fear 
in this one can be conditioned in a young child through associative learning. And I think that it goes without saying like ethically, like none of this stuff would happen nowadays. The third experiment that I want to share with you is the Milgram Obedience Study. This one's from 1961 and it was aimed to investigate the extent to which individuals will actually go to obey authority figures, even if it means inflicting harm on others. So in this experiment, participants were instructed to administer increasingly severe electric shots to someone else whenever they answered a question incorrectly. And what they found was that the significant majority of participants were willing to obey an authority figure and give someone else like a potentially lethal shock, even when they were aware of the harm that they were causing. So what this showed was the power of influence of authority on human behavior and the extent that we're willing to obey others, even when potentially know that it's not the right thing to do. The next psychological experiment is Harlow's monkey studies. These were done in the 1950s and 60s. This one used to always make me sad because it investigated the importance of a maternal infant bond and the role of comfort in emotional development. But they took away these monkeys. They were separated from their biological mums and they were given a choice between two surrogate mums. One was made of wire with a feeding bottle and the other was covered with soft terry cloth and without the ability to provide nourishment. So what they found was that they still consistently preferred the comforting soft surrogate mum, the one that was made of cloth, rather than the wire mum that had the ability to give it food. Okay, so it just highlighted the significance of emotional comfort and contact in the formation of secure attachments. The next study is the Bobo Doll Experiment. This one was done in 1961 and it aimed to investigate observational learning and the role of modelling when it comes to aggressive behaviour. So in this experiment, children were actually exposed to an adult model who exhibited really aggressive behaviour towards Bobo. It was like an inflatable clown-like doll. And so the children were then placed in a room with the same doll and observed to, you know, what were they going to do next, okay, their subsequent behaviour. And what they ended up finding was children who witnessed the aggressive behaviour were more likely to imitate that behaviour when given the opportunity to interact with the Bobo doll, which is like, not really surprising because children often practice what they see as opposed to practice what we preach. Okay, so now our next famous psychological experiment. This one was called the Hawthorne Effect. Uh, I think these studies were done in the late 1920s, uh, 1927 to 1932. What they did was they aimed to investigate the impact of factory workers and their productivity. And the Hawthorne Effect emerged when they discovered this phenomenon that individuals actually improve their performance simply due to this awareness that they're being observed. So I believe that this was like a conclusion that they reached later. Like first, they were trying these alterations in the lighting, they were giving them more breaks, and they, it all had this positive impact on worker productivity. But what the researchers ended up concluding, it wasn't just these changes that led to the improvement, but it was also the result of just that increased attention and the sense of importance that, you know, the workers felt when they were being studied. So I don't know if you've ever worked somewhere and you're doing like your job and then your boss comes in and it sort of changes the way that you do produce your work. Okay. You work at a higher level. The next study is the ash conformity experiment this one was done in 1951 and it aimed to investigate the extent to which individuals would conform to group pressure and give incorrect answers to a simple perceptual task and what they ended up finding was that a significant percentage of these participants was like they did conform to the group even when the answer that they were giving was so obviously incorrect they still conformed okay so this just demonstrates the powerful influence of a social environment like your social circle and i can still remember like thinking when I was, you know, only a 20-year-old thinking, oh, I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never give a wrong answer when it's so obviously wrong. But there you go. Okay, many people do. 
Now for the famous psychological experiment number eight. This one was called The Strange Situation. It was done in 1978. I feel like most people have heard of it. It was a study that observed a child's reaction to separating and reuniting with their caregiver in a controlled environment. And what they ended up discovering that there's three distinct attachment styles is secure, the insecure avoidant, and the insecure ambivalent. So just to give you the quickest rundown of those different attachments, so a secure attachment were children that showed distress when they were separated from their caregiver, but they were easily comforted by their return and they use their caregiver like as a secure base to explore the environment. The ones that had an insecure avoidant attachment, they exhibited actually minimal distress upon separating from their parents and they actually ignored the caregiver upon reunion and they showed this reluctance to seek comfort. And for the final group, the insecure ambivalent attachment, these are children that displayed in intense distress when they were separated from their caregiver and they had difficulty being comforted upon reunion. They actually like would alternate between seeking and resisting comfort from their caregiver. And this is like one of those most famous experiments where they still reference those attachment styles in current day. And the final experiment that I'm going to share with you, we all probably have heard of this one, Pavlov's dogs. In this experiment, Pavlov discovered that dogs could be conditioned to associate a neutral stimulus. It was actually a bell with the presentation of food. And over time, dogs began to salivate not only in response to food, but also also just to the sound of the bell alone. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly that just like they could be conditioned to associate food with the bell, they could be unconditioned too. Okay, that was like, because he did this work for five years and obviously like we all know sort of the conclusion of the study, but there's definitely depth to his work. And that, my friend, are probably the most famous psychological experiments that I'm sharing with you here today. Why am I doing so? Because I want you to continue to be curious and obsessed with learning more about why you do the things that you do. Because as I said in the previous episode, knowledge is power. And the more awareness you have of why you do the things that you do, the more you can go forth and make the changes required in order to get the results that you want in your life. And you know that I am always here to support you via my digital courses that contain all my very best coaching strategies. Okay. So rather than working with me one-on-one, you can access today the courses that I've created that share literally all my very best strategies that will 100% help you get the results you want in life. And that is it, my friend, for today's episode. Take care as always, and I cannot wait to catch you on my next episode. Until then, have the most fabulous day. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspiring Mom Life podcast. I really appreciate you allowing me to be a part of your life. If you'd like to stay in touch, please know that you can always find me on Instagram at inspiringmomlifexo or you can visit my website inspiringmomlife.com where you'll find all my online courses, resources and programs that I've created to help you uplevel your life in seriously the simplest way possible. My goal is for you to ultimately create for yourself a life that feels simpler, lighter and allows you to show up in a way that you love every single day as the best and most authentic version of yourself. Now remember, this podcast is not just about dreaming it's also about doing because to create true sustainable change you need to be willing to do things differently and that's what I'm here to help you do every single step along the way so that you can finally begin to live your one wildly precious life with less stress less overwhelm less drama and instead with zero regret finally if this podcast resonates with you at all and you appreciate the content I'd absolutely love for you to show your support by leaving me a review I'm on a mission to help my mums wake up to the preciousness of life and to help them live their days with more intention and purpose and your review will help make this goal of mine possible. If you haven't yet grabbed your free bundle of gifts from me, you can do so at inspiringmomlife.com forward slash thank you. Once again, thank you so much. I've loved spending this time with you and I look forward to connecting with you again. I'm Frances Vitakovic and you've been listening to the Inspiring Mom Life podcast.